What is up, my friends? Welcome to the Eloquent Savage Podcast, episode number four. This podcast is brought to you by CoachSteve.com, Straight Path Leadership, and let us begin. Well, in fight sports, we have a ton of exciting stuff coming up. Obviously, you have the Mayweather-McGregor fight, but we also have some other stuff coming up. Tomorrow night, August 19th, we have Polaris five. And if you don't follow jujitsu, this is a, this is a competition. This one's taking place in London. And the headliner is Gary Tonin of the Donaher death squad versus Dylan Danis, who is a Marcelo Gra- uh, Garcia black belt, who was actually asked to leave Garcia's training, uh, the dojo. I'm not going to really get into that, but there's been some fireworks between these two guys. Basically, Gary Tonin's entire crew has dyed their hair blonde and has gone on to Instagram pretty much breaking Dennis's balls nonstop. And it's gotten a little crazy. They had a little weigh-in yesterday for the event, and Dennis actually like went nose-to-nose with Gary Tonin, pushing him. So it's crazy because uh, Dennis is actually a training partner of Conor McGregor. When Conor McGregor prepares for MMA fights, Dennis actually helps him prepare uh, in, in the ground game. So jiu-jitsu. Uh, so they're very close. So there's been some shots going back and forth between the Donaher death squad, uh, some of the guys that are black belts under Henzo Gracie and uh, New Brunswick uh, BJJ, and uh, Dennis and his crew. Uh, and it's it's going to be wild. So that's tomorrow night, uh, Saturday, August 19th. That's actually going to go live on UFC Fight Pass. So if you want to check that out, uh, it should be an exciting matchup. There is some serious bad blood. Uh, you know, Gary Tonin is known for his leg lock game. He's a super high-level black belt. He's won EBI a couple times. He trains with Gordon Ryan, who has won EBI more than anybody else. And uh, it's pretty exciting shit inside of the jiu-jitsu world. On top of that, well, we got UFC 215 coming up on Saturday, September 9th. But obviously before that, we have McGregor and Mayweather, the uh, the biggest combat sporting event of all time. But I talked about that in the last podcast. I'm going to go head up to L.A. before that fight goes down and actually do a, a fight breakdown with my man Tony Jeffries, who was a bronze medalist in the Olympics from the U.K. So I'm not going to talk about that too much today. We're going to dial in and talk about the UFC, BJJ, and uh, the current state of the world. We're going to mix it all together like I like to do. So we got UFC 215 coming at you guys, Demetrius Johnson versus Ray Borg. Obviously, Demetrius Johnson has the most title defenses of anybody in the game. He's probably one of the most flawless fighters of all time, but probably has the lowest pay-per-view totals of any of the champions in the UFC. And it's because he's not... A big mouth, right? He's he's not he's a smaller guy. He's a flyweight, you know. He's not a, he's a 125 pounder. The, you know he's incredible. Like it's like watching a video game with this guy, and it it's crazy to watch inside of the you know mixed martial arts, specifically the UFC, because the it's the biggest promotion on the planet inside of MMA. It's just that the guys like this don't get the same amount of juice as some of these other guys. And it comes down to if you're, shit, at the end of the day, this is kind of turning into a soap opera. We have the owners of the WWE now owning the UFC. So they don't give a shit. This is why we're we're seeing these crazy matchup fights. But on this card of UFC 215, it's a pretty solid card. You also have uh, Amanda Nunes versus... uh, Shevchenko, which was supposed to happen at uh, UFC, I believe, 213. I was actually at that with my wife, and uh, Amanda News was sick right before she went in and uh, didn't get to fight. We also have Junior Dos Santos versus Francis Ngannou, who is 
a fucking beast. That is a crazy fight. You also have Jeremy Stevens versus Gilbert Melendez, who uh, Gilbert Melendez is coming off of a little suspension. He he dinged hot for a little juice, and uh, he's one of the, the most fun fighters to watch. I think that's going to be a complete war. You also have Neil Magny versus Rafael Dos Anjos. I mean, this card is absolutely stacked. You have Sarah McMahon, who was, I think, I believe, a, a silver medalist for Canada in the Olympics in wrestling. I mean, this card is actually pretty stocked. You also have the return of Henry Cejudo against Wilson Reyes, who <laughs> didn't put up much of a fight against the champ, Demetrius Johnson. So this card is, is actually stacked. And uh, it's funny because then they just sent uh, put out the fight card for UFC 217, which I won't get into too much, but this card is fucking nuts. Right, UFC 217 looks like it's going to be crazy. It's going to be in Madison Square Garden. More down the street is we're going to see GSP versus Michael Bisbing. We're going to see... Uh, we're going to see uh, Jorge Masvidal versus Steven Wonderboy Thompson, which is going to be an incredible striking matchup. So there's a lot of stuff to be excited about inside of the fight world. We also have a, the boxing match that is getting dwarfed by the McGregor-Mayweather fight coming up, which is Triple G versus Canelo, which as a boxing fan, like that fight to me is going to be incredible. Obviously, <laughs> it, it can't match up with McGregor versus Mayweather in any capacity, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch all the stuff that's going to go down over the next month or two inside of fight sports. I believe it's probably some of the most exciting stuff that's going to happen moving forward. So that's the breakdown inside of those uh, events. I'm going to do a little breakdown for the events right before the event, give you my picks, the breakdowns of the fight. I may even do some uh, some fight companion type of stuff where I go in while the fights are going on and uh, just basically shoot the podcast live uh, while the shit's going down. So um, that's my take on what's going down in the current state of affairs inside of mixed martial arts and jiu-jitsu fight sports boxing. Now let's roll to the real world. <sighs> Yeah, that was a pretty big sigh. Right now, there's some crazy shit going on. Now, there's always crazy shit going on in the world of human beings, and it just seems if we're left to our own devices, like we can't help but try to fuck things up. That's just the truth. It seems like as a species, we cannot get out of our own ways, and we damn sure can't stop killing the shit out of each other. So there's a couple things that just went down I want to talk about with you guys. I want to give you my opinion and kind of rant and rave a little bit because at the end of the day... <sighs> It's, it's disgusting. So we have this, this thing go down in Charlottesville, Virginia, where there was a, basically an alternate right, like a very, you know, it was white, white supremacist. Let's just be straight about it. It was a, a white supremacist rally under the guise that they're just trying to make America great again, and then they, they fly under the radar, and they throw Trump into the mix, and they, you know, obviously his response wasn't great. This is not a political talk. I just want to talk about th this idea of people driving their vehicles into groups of people and what a fucking coward it takes to do something like this when innocent people are killed. So we had this tra tragedy in Charlottesville and then not two to three days later, the same shit goes down in Barcelona and it's crazy because Europe has had, I don't know how many number of these things take place in the past year or two and 13 people were killed. Right, 13 people lost their lives in Barcelona having a normal day because some asshole. Now, ISIS has obviously taken responsibility for this. And like I said, this is not a political rant. It's just at this point, in this day and age, the fact that this shit still goes down and the way that it's going down is mind-blowing to me. 
And a big part of the problem that I see in the mix is dishonesty inside of our own media. So this thing in Charlottesville goes down and they automatically try to make the connection to Charlottesville and Barcelona like they were connected in some way, shape, or form. And it just shows the pandering and the fear-mongering and the hate-mongering that's going on inside of the U.S. media. They don't give a shit about the truth. All they care about is ratings. Now, I can't speak for all of the media, but they're not doing a great job of reporting what the fuck is actually going on in the real world. It's, it's a scary time. It's also the greatest time to be alive, and that's what's incredible to me. It's the greatest time ever to be alive. We're more connected than ever. Technology is amazing. Life is safer than ever before, but yet we have these people that are trying to ruin it for us. Right? And I feel like that the reason for this is that human beings have just become disconnected because of all this false connection. Technological connection to me is not real connection. You can chat with people on Facebook all fucking day, but there's no true interaction. You can chat with people back and forth in the DM on Twitter or Instagram, and it's not real. So people are living in this synthetic world, this fake, sterile, synthetic place where there's no true interaction. There's no physical touch. There's no true connection. It's rare that people look each other in the eyes. On top of the fact that most men are sedated and suppressed, and if you look at different religions and different cultural backgrounds, it's, it's even worse. It creates an even bigger reason for this sedation and suppression of anger and feelings. And guys have no outlet for this. So what happens? They just get caught up in extreme behavior in any shape, way, shape, or form. Whether it's fucking jihad or it's guys that are lying to their wives and they're in the titty bar or in a whorehouse or boozing themselves up or popping pills. Like it's just the, all of these events, if you think about this, are done by men. 99.9% of these, these experiences are, are done by men. These tragedies, these murders, this, this like terrorism, it's, it's all men. At the end of the day, what we know for a fact is that it's getting worse. Now, if we roll back and we think about history, this, isn't, this really isn't new. It's not a new thing. Right? If you go out into nature, you're going to see this all the time as animals kill other animals. Now, I'm not condoning this behavior, but I think that a lot of times this gets distorted and twisted inside of the media because they're trying to get ratings and they're trying to get shock value and they're trying to scare us and trying to get us to believe that this is the problem, right? When Obama was in office, he was the problem. Now Trump is in office, now he is the problem. And at the end of the day, if I walk outside where I live right now, I'm going to run into people from all different races, creeds, colors, backgrounds. And for the most part, everybody is very, very nice. So I just want to share with you guys that it's time for all of us to just think for ourselves. And knowing that the media posts stuff that's not true and they pander and they fear monger and they hate monger and they, they just they do these things to just get people to watch the show like these programmers program apps in our phones to keep us on our phones and it's just a way to control the masses. 
very important lesson I learned a long time ago was that the only person that I can control is myself. I have to control myself first. I have to do what's required to put myself in power every day. And if I get caught up in all the bullshit and all the newscasters and all the media outlets spewing all this bullshit, then it's easy to go down a little deep, dark rabbit hole and become infected with this virus, this mental virus. That the world is falling apart and everything is negative and it's a horrible place to live and the, the world is full of racism and horrible people. And the fact of the matter is there are plenty of people that are racist. There are plenty of people that I just like to call them plain old assholes. Like if you have backwards twisted ass beliefs like that, then you're just an asshole. End of story. End of story. If you're basing your opinion of another human being on where they were born or the color that they were born, you are a fucking asshole. See, I'm an equal opportunity asshole labeler. <laughs> if you're an asshole, I don't care what color you are. You're just an asshole, and I don't want to be around you. So at the end of the day, I feel like that we just need to institute a little more uncommon sense because if it was common sense, everybody would have it. Fact of the matter is, it is very uncommon. Uncommon sense. And that's all my rant on that. At the end of the day, we have to come together and decide what the fuck we're going to do about this stuff because we cannot count on anybody else to take care of us. We cannot count on the media to provide us solid, truthful information. We have to make our own decisions, take care of our own shit, and then come together as sane coherent, rational human beings that aren't just trying to win for their side. They're actually willing to come together and work with people that may have different ideas and beliefs for a common cause. So that is my mini rant on the current state of the world. Moving on. Let's talk a little bit about comedy. So as you know, or maybe you don't know, I went through level one and level two improv at the famed second city in Hollywood earlier this year, getting back into improv this fall right here in San Diego. We moved on to San Diego. So as a business owner or just as a human being, I believe that every single person should get involved in some form of improv because it allows you to break through the bullshit story that you are nervous or uncomfortable talking in front of people. Improv was, is something that I've pretty much done my entire life. I grew up, I was a fat kid, and I just had to be funny. I had to be funny or else I didn't have a chance with girls or to have friends. I mean, everybody has a comeback always, and it's, hey, whatever, fat ass, right? So at the end of the day, it was something that I've always been drawn to. I love comedy. It is a passion of mine, and I follow the greats like George Carlin and Eddie Murphy and you know, even the guys today, Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan and, and some of these guys that I look up to when we're living in L.A., you know, Bree and I, my wife, went to the comedy store as much as possible. But for the average person, right, you, I think one of the mo biggest fears in the world is people being afraid to get up on stage or in front of people and talk. Another big problem that I see in adults is the inability to actually do things that are fun for them and enjoyable and I don't have time or I don't, it's just not an excuse. It's a bullshit excuse. So at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself a question. Am I actually living my life? And 
improv is is one of the tools that I've implemented in the last shit 10 years that I think has shifted me as a speaker and a business person and a communicator more than anything else in the world. And it's amazing because you go in there and you just get to be a big kid and you get to play games and you get to create characters and you get to do funny voices and there's rules to it. Right? There's rules to improv and there's the, you have to learn to work with other people and not kind of throw them under the bus to try to get a laugh. You have to work with your partners in improv. And I just believe that I think it's something that should be included in schools for kids because they would learn so much more. So this is what the Eloquent Savage podcast is going to be like, guys. It's going to go from fighting and MMA to jiu-jitsu to current affairs to comedy to whatever the hell I feel like talking about that day. And then we're also going to bring on guests and we're going to have awesome interviews that are going to go anywhere from 45 minutes to, to two hours to three hours, depending on the guests and how willing they are to actually sit down and stay in the mix with my crazy ass. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, the Eloquent Savage podcast is brought to you by CoachSteve.com. Keep your eyes peeled for some bigger sponsors getting in the mix with us as we roll out this charity. Remember, the Eloquent Savage, the whole idea behind it, the premise, and why I built this thing was to help less fortunate kids get involved in the martial arts because I believe that it's the most amazing thing that they could get involved in. If I could start a school, it would have jiu-jitsu and improv right in the mix so kids could get more confident and happier So, shit, that's all I got for you guys today. It's episode number four. Get out of here, you crazy bastards.